Welcome to episode 47 of the Gambots Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and this is my co-host. It's Christian. On this week's episode, we're going to be doing a Halloween special. Christian and I are going to list our 13 favorite Halloween specials from television shows that we think you should check out this October. So, Christian, this was actually a little bit harder than I think, at least that I I anticipated it being. Uh, What about you? Yeah, I really struggled on this. I guess the shows I watch just don't do Halloween specials. I I thought this was going to be no problem, but I really struggled. Yeah, same. So I'm going to kick it off with, and I will preface this, a lot of my shows I think are throwbacks that I watched when I was a kid. Uh, So I'm going to kick this off with Boy Meets World. Uh, The episode was called And Then There Was Sean, Season 5, Episode 17. Were you a Boy Meets World fan back in the day? I was not. I've never seen a single episode. Wow. So I used to watch Boy Meets World all the time. And so this took place pretty far into the run. The kids were in high school, and there was uh, the two main characters in this are Corey and Sean, and then Corey's dating Topanga, who's the third main character. Uh, Corey, Corey and Topanga were having a breakup, and Sean entirely had like this weird dream sequence where everyone started leaving him because he was having a freak out about you know a, a solid relationship around him ending. So it was really a throwback to like slasher films at the time, most notably something like Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer, where all of the characters keep getting taken out by a masked figure. And at the end, it's it's shown that it is actually Sean himself killing everyone. It's a, It's not like a scary episode, and I don't think really anything that we're going to be talking about on this list are scary, but it's definitely <laughs> a fun uh, episode especially because it delves into context of Sean being scared as to why he's experiencing this dream. So I, I really like that one, and you can watch it on dailymotion.com. My first pick is going to be Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze from BoJack Horseman. It's uh, the eighth episode of season five, and it's a bit of a strange premise, but a lot of that show is. So... Mr. Peanut Butter wants to have a Halloween party and Bojack says, oh, I would come except I'm having my own party. And so Mr. Peanut Butter decides he's just going to bring his whole party over to Bojack's house and merge the parties, even though there wasn't one going on there at all. And then that happens year after year. So for like 15 years in a row, Bojack hosts this party that he wants nothing to do with. And so it shows... Four different instances of it through the years, and each one Mr. Peanut Butter brings a different wife to the parties, and it shows his, like, evolution and his, I mean, semi-growth, because he doesn't really grow as a character until the most recent year. Um, So it shows his kind of semi-growth through all the years. I I think it's a really good episode. That sounds like such a BoJack premise where he gets somewhat conned into just doing something he hates doing because he will not just suck it up and go suffer for like one night (laughs) yeah in in this episode for the like the the most present iteration of the party his girlfriend says oh why didn't you tell me we were having a party and he says something like because i didn't want to have a party i every year i take no action to make this party happen and yet it still happens every year and for those who don't know, that can be found on Netflix, right? Yep. 
for the third episode on our list, I picked the Adventure Time episode, The Creeps. So this episode, I think, is amazing. I don't know if it's technically a Halloween episode, but I think it's posited as one. They don't reference Halloween. If you know the Adventure Time world, it takes place on like a post-apocalyptic Earth. Uh, So this is actually somewhat of a sequel to an earlier episode where Jake and Finn had celebrated uh, uh, Jake's birthday by a murder mystery on a train. And this one is they're supposed to go to this really creepy old house and have a murder mystery party. And there's a lot of characters there. There's Jake, Finn, Lady Rainicorn, Lumpy Space Princess, uh, Cinnamon Bun, and Princess Bubblegum. And then as the night goes on, Every character starts dying in a rather gruesome way, which you're not really (laughs) expecting in Adventure Time. I think Lumpy Space Princess ended up just going into a painting, somehow being um, chased by wolves. But she has some of the best lines in this, and this actually is where they start with a continuing storyline of her dating a guy named Brad who later turns out is just a wolf. It's a dog she follows around. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's, it's great. The whole time it leaves you thinking a little bit like, wait, is this actually happening? Is this a dream? And then, you know, they have the reveal at the end that, uh, it, it was Jake playing a prank on him, on Finn the whole time with Lady Rainicorn's help. But, uh, there's also one element where you saw an actual ghost that they bring back like seven, six, seven seasons later, which is pretty awesome. And that's why I like Adventure Time so much. They have so much packed into an 11-minute block, and then they have, you know, they'll they'll explore something that they hinted at four years later. It's it's so good. Um, You can watch this on Hulu. Well, that's actually a good transition into my next pick, which is Community, another show famous for doing, like, three to four season long running jokes where you don't get a payoff till the very end. Um... Mine is Introduction to Statistics. It's in the first season, and it is absolutely fantastic. Abed dresses up as Batman for a Halloween party that Annie is throwing and just sinks himself completely into the role. He does the Batman voice the entire time. Uh, Annie has a breakdown about how unpopular she was in high school and says the line that crossing guards used to lure her into traffic, which I thought was so funny and so sad. (laughs) But the, the episode ends with Abed doing this kind of crazy monologue while he stands on the roof of the school dressed as Batman watching over all these people coming in and out of the party. And it ends... Every community episode has, like, a during-the-credits scene, and this one is Troy and Abed sitting in the library talking about how if they woke up one day and they were a donut, they would eat themselves. And it's probably the best scene in the entire show. Dude, Community's first two or three seasons were so good. They were fantastic. I, I did not like the most recent one that I think was on Yahoo or what, whatever it released on, but those mm-hmm. early seasons were just, every episode was gold. Yeah. I, I, I got away from it, I think, at the end of season two, and I don't know why, because every time I think about that show, like, every episode is great. Have you seen the two D&D episodes? No, those must have been later. 
Oh, you should definitely watch at least the the first one. They do like a part two later on, but you would love the first one. Does Pierce go crazy and like start his own game? Yes. Chevy Chase. Okay, then I kind, must have kind seen. Kind of. He, yeah. I, I must like have that. seen at least the first one. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I think it's Fat Neil is in it, and they're trying to make him feel better, <laughs> and Pierce is just insulting him. <laughs> oh man, what a good show! And those yeah. those are all on Hulu. So, I mean, we we're sitting here recommending the show kind of in general, but this episode also for sure is is on Hulu. It could be a good introduction if you aren't sure if you'll like the show or not. Yeah, for sure. The fifth episode that I am going to recommend is Freaks and Geeks, episode Tricks and Treats. It's season one, episode three. Christian, have you ever had a chance to watch Freaks and Geeks? No, this is that show that I just kind of know as, like, everybody in it is super famous now, and it was, like, their first role, but I don't really know anything else about it. It's so good. Uh, I highly recommend watching it. I think it's only one season. I think it's maybe like eight episodes or 45-minute episodes. It's where um, Jason Siegel and James Franco, I think, had their first really big roles, even though it was not popular on TV. Like, the show bombed, but then it became a cult hit later on. So this episode is maybe one of my favorite episodes of the series, um, so how the series is positive, there, it follows two characters, Sam and Lindsay. Lindsay's uh, Sam's older sister. Sam's, I think, in ninth grade. Lindsay's, like, a uh, junior in high school. And so she used to be, like, a good suit, and she starts hanging out with, quote-unquote, the freaks, like the crowd that smokes and stuff. That's Seth Rogen's friends. Uh, and James, oh, oh, yeah, Seth Rogen's also on this. I completely forgot. <laughs> uh, and then Jason Segel and James Franco, you know, that group. And then... Sam is the the geek side where he has two super geeky friends and, you know, they're losers, basically. And so I really like this episode because it, I think it takes a look at childhood and how it can go in two different directions and really speaks to, like, the loss of innocence by using Halloween as the time when people change. So Sam, even though he's in high school, wants to go trick-or-treating one more time and he convinces two or uh, two of his friends and then one other kid globs on with him to dress up and go trick-or-treating and the whole time they're going everyone just looking at him going like you're too old to be doing this you shouldn't be doing this blah 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 they're getting uh you know bullied by the the ninth grade bullies everyone's kind of making fun of them and they have a horrible time even though really they're not harming anyone and then Lindsay goes in the opposite direction she normally hands out candy with her mom she decides that this time she's going to go hang out with the freaks and they're basically treating it like uh, devil's night. So they're going around knocking mailboxes over with baseball bats and egging houses and things like that. And the episode really culminates when Sam is completely defeated. His friends abandon him and Lindsay and her friends see this kid just walking and she eggs her own brother and then realizes <laughs> it and, and tries to apologize for it and he's just like not having it he has this breakdown where he just lays out that you know she's ruining her life blah 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 she feels horrible about it and there's no actual resolution in the episode like they don't kiss and make up it just kind of ends with like that's that is what it is like you can't really take that back um and you know it's so good yeah i like episodes or, or really kind of media in general that doesn't have that nice like happy ending sometimes i do it depends on what it is but uh 
Like the the movie This Is Where I Leave You is one of my favorite movies of all time, and a big part of that is just because like it presents this whole family as like yeah we've all got these these problems, and at the end it's like yeah I mean we've still got these problems, but we feel better about it maybe. <laughs> so this one's kind of hard to find. Uh, it used to be on Netflix, but I'm pretty sure they removed it. But I saw you can watch it on DailyMotion.com. All right, my my sixth recommendation is a little unorthodox. I'm picking the entire series Courage the Cowardly Dog because basically the entire show is just a Halloween episode. I mean, you could pick almost any episode of Courage and not go wrong. Yeah, I mean, close your eyes and point at one and it's going to be fine. Like the the one the one that always gets brought up is uh the one with Ramses where he's all crazy and and weird looking and return the slab and it, like it's so good like they they did legit research on that show and discovered that like human psychology gets weirded out when it sees two different types of animation at the same time like uh, like you you get like a fight or flight response by the fact that something doesn't belong and so that entire episode is like Ramses is the weird CG put against like a matte cartoon background, and it's just it uh, it's really unsettling the whole time. Yeah, one of I mean I I used to love this show, and it's crazy that this was a kid show. But I don't know if you remember, there was one episode where they go to like Eustace and Courage go to a roadside diner, and essentially the roadside diner is just turning people into meat and serving it to the other customers. Like it's insane. Oh yeah. It was like a, uh, like a Sweeney Todd episode. Yeah. And like the host, like the server was a, I believe it was a big pig or something. I, I can't remember, <laughs> but yeah, there are so many good episodes in that, that show. Uh, and the characters play off each other so well in it. I think my favorite was always Fred, the freaky barber. Because, like, everything he says is in that weird sing-song rhymey, and, oh, it was so unsettling. Oh, my God. And then they have, like, the little kids just going la-la-la, la-la-la in the background. Like, Mm -hmm. that was such a freaky episode. (laughs) Yeah, they they did their jobs well on that show, and I feel like it's often underappreciated. So, yeah, the the entire show is essentially just a, a Halloween episode. It's crazy. I really wish Cartoon Network would go back to trying out more than just a couple shows at a time. Like, I really like Adventure Time and Regular Show, but they've ended. I, I don't even know what they have playing on right now. I was never a big fan of Steven Universe, but I know that had big following. But they used to have, like, ten different cartoons running at any time. Like, they gave us the likes of Courage. We had Samurai Jack on at the same time, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Johnny Bravo was still in there. Grim and Man... Uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, like there used to be so many cartoons on that channel. Yeah, I grew up with with all those, and it was yeah, it's like you said, they were all on simultaneously. It was like a golden age. Our seventh suggestion: I am going to be doing a throwback. I don't know if you remember this old Nickelodeon show, Pete and Pete. Very little. I do. I'm like I I remember seeing it on. I cannot remember Big Pete's name. Little Pete uh, was Danny Tamborelli, who I know was a big Nickelodeon star for a while. Uh, and so this episode, or the general premise of Pete and Pete is there's two brothers, Big Pete and Little Pete. Uh, one's in high school. One, I think, is in middle school. And it's so good. I think it's really underrated. And I, I think it should get more love. I think it only has like two seasons. 
But in this episode, older Pete is tasked with taking younger Pete trick-or-treating, but he doesn't really want to because he's in high school now and he's worried that he's going to get attacked by this group of kids who walk around with pumpkins on their heads, smashing other people's pumpkins. You know, they're the bad guys for a children's show. (laughs) But uh, so the entire time, Big Pete wears a mask so that he's not um, seen. And then there's like kind of a heartfelt moment where little Pete's like, you don't want to hang out with me anymore, blah, blah, blah. So he takes it off. They end up having a good time, and then at the end, they get chased by the pumpkin gang, only to find out that it's like you know, it's the general bully from the show who's actually the one doing this. Big surprise! Yeah. Uh, and it's just a really good episode. A lot of good Halloween uh, decor and stuff, trick or treatings involved, um, and you have a little bit of like a I don't want to say horror element, but an attempt at a horror element in a kid show uh, with the pumpkin smashing and the gang chasing them and stuff. So. Overall, I really like that show and would suggest checking this one out. Yeah, I mean, you said about like the kids attacking people walking around with the pumpkins on their head, and I like I jumped to the purge right away. <laughs> um, you, this was season two, episode six, and you can watch it on Daily Motion or YouTube. Uh, it's called Halloweeny. <laughs> All right, I think my runner-up is going to be. The episode Love Bites from the TV show The Venture Brothers. Eric, have you ever watched The Venture Brothers? I have watched it on and off over the years. I really like what I've seen, but I've never just sat down and watched the entire series. It is truly one of the strangest shows I've ever seen in my life. Like, when it's off, it's not great. But when it is on, man, it is some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. Love Bites is... I guess technically a Halloween episode. I think it's the first time you meet the character Baron Von Underbite, who's just this crazy villain with a giant, like, steel lower jaw. Uh, But it starts specifically... The episode specifically starts on Halloween because the family's on their way back from a costume party, and Dean is dressed up like Princess Leia, and Dr. Venture is dressed up like Luke... And Brock is dressed up like Chewbacca, and Dean and Hank is dressed up like Batman. I think I might have seen this episode on Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah, so the, the the entire like conversation that takes place in the cold open is just about how Hank has, for the third year in a row, ruined their chances of winning the group costume contest because he refuses to dress up as anything other than Batman. And all he ever <laughs> says during the argument is things like, I am the bat and the night is mine. <laughs> but yeah, they Ugh. keep they keep complaining because they said, like, last year we won as Dorothy and the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Bat. And the year before that we won as the three people from Kiss and the Bat. <laughs> it was just, it's just a fantastic cold open. I think it's one of the best of the series. And... Uh, it's it jumped out as me as being like oh costume contest this is very specifically occurring on Halloween yeah I from what I've seen Adventure Brothers I really like the humor of it but I think it could be something that could be hit or miss on some people yeah like the first two two and a half seasons are absolutely amazing because there's no plot from episode to episode and then in like, yeah and it's just like a spoof on Johnny quest right yeah it's like a johnny quest scooby-doo kind of situation and uh 
Then at the end of season three, they start trying to make like overarching plots, and I think it loses some of its like more ridiculous elements. Uh, where can you watch that one at? That one is on Hulu, as is the entire series. All right, so for our ninth suggestion, I'm actually going back to Cartoon Network. Uh, I'm picking an episode from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. This is probably my favorite episode in the series. It's a two-parter. It's called Brown Evil Part 1 and Brown Evil Part 2. Originally aired when it was part of the uh, Grim and Evil Concarne combined show, and they eventually jettisoned the Evil Concarne part. But I remember... Well, number one, I love this series. I think it is one of the funniest series Cartoon Network has ever created just because of the premise. Two kids beat death in a game of uh, Limbo, and so that he then has to become their best friend and basically do whatever they say. And, And one of the kids, Mindy, is basically a sociopath and very smart, and the other kid, Billy, is a moron. So this episode opens up, and it's not the typical Halloween episode. They do have a Halloween episode. I think this one's better. This opens up. Billy is playing a game called Pat the Baker, which has ridiculous phrases in it, like let's get cracking and things like that, and the game is entirely just him baking. It reminds me a little bit like they were spoofing Billy Hatcher a little bit from the GameCube, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Uh, and Mandy comes in and destroys this, the game because she wants to play the game President Evil, which is obviously a spoof on Resident Evil, but you're shooting presidents <laughs> as zombies. Uh, so, Ang- so Billy then goes down to make brownies, and he uses some of the Grim Reaper's cursed otherworldly items and ends up making a batch of brownies that starts resurrecting the dead. And that's just, that's episode, that's part one. And then part two is what forever solidified my love of this show. Part two introduces my favorite character of that series and one of my favorite characters in any series. His name's Hosto Gatto, and he's a combination of Ash from the Evil Dead and Snake Plissken from Escape from New York and L.A., where it's like he's essentially Snake Plissken's hair and eye patch, but he has Ash's like missing hand that turns into like a cannon or a chainsaw or a crossbow or anything really, but he dresses like Snake Plissken. And he talks a little bit like Snake Plissken, but then throws out Ash's horrible one-liners. Like, it's amazing. So he comes in with Billy, and they're fighting the dead and stuff. And that's just, I, lo- I love this episode. And I got I don't know, did you ever watch Billy Mandy? I watched this show so much. I did love this show. And I, honest to God, forgot all about Hostel Gato until... I read your your review on here, and oh my god, I love Hostel Gato so much. And I mean, side note, just to go back to my last one, he is voiced, I believe, by Patrick Warburton, who is the voice of Brock in The Venture Brothers. I think you're right. I mean, I guess I didn't know his name, but they do sound very similar. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the voice of Kronk from Emperor's New Groove and uh, Joe yeah. Swanson in Family Guy. Yeah, so I that's it's definitely one of my favorite episodes. It's on season two, and you can find it on Daily Motion right now. Uh, it's uh, each episode I think is around eleven minutes, eleven to fifteen minutes. So if you watch both, I think it tops out at somewhere around twenty-five to twenty-eight minutes. Yeah, because they they used to be able to squeeze two episodes into a thirty-minute programming block. Yeah, man, what a good um, show. Yeah, it was on for a surprisingly long time. I remember it, like they were still doing re, re, reruns of it when I was in college, which was 2010, 2011, at some time in there, and I watched it like in middle school and high school. 
I remember there's an episode where they're like out in the desert being attacked by giant chickens inside a volcano or something. And at a certain point, something crazy happens, and Billy says something like, man, I can't believe that happened. And either Grim or Mandy basically looks right at the camera and says, like, that's a writer's convenience. It's when they can't figure out how to do something, so they just write their way out of it and call it a day. And I I was like, oh, man. And I think that may have been, like, my first experience with a fourth wall break. (laughs) Yeah, I I think this is a really clever show. How it actually got its start was back in... Man, early 2000s, uh, Cartoon Network used to do this thing where they would um, have a bunch of people present at five to ten minute um, episodes and they would run them all back to back and then they would have people, I don't know if they had people vote or they based it on ratings and they would give shows to whoever did the best and that's how even Evil Concarne and um, Billy and Mandy got smashed together because those were like the two winners. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was actually one episode, I, I, you might have saw it, it was kind of a spoof on fear and loathing of las vegas where uh grim was hanging out with dracula <laughs> they're they also out in the desert that's that another good one well, you uh you said she wanted to play the game president evil which is a name that i also came across doing my uh, preparation for this show because the episode that i thought about including and then didn't that was the veronica mars uh halloween special was also called president evil yeah. Really? <laughs> That's crazy. What? Well, did she fight presidents? No, I think it was about a uh, like a class president at at the high school. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, my pick next will be uh one of the Buffy Halloween specials. I believe it was the first Halloween special because it's just called Halloween. Um, but the the group of them buy costumes from a recurring antagonist. And I think this is probably his first appearance as well. His name is Ethan, and he's a, like an evil warlock. And he has all of the costumes enchanted so that at like at sundown, all of the people wearing them will become the things that they're dressed as. So, like everybody all over town starts turning into monsters, werewolves, and goblins, and especially all the kids. But then Buffy turns into like an 18th century Southern Belle, and Xander becomes a soldier with like weirdly like all of the information that a soldier would have like he can go onto the military base and he knows access codes and stuff and willow just becomes a ghost so she's the only one of the gang who like retains her memories but she can't interact with anything physical because she's a ghost so buffy is one of the shows i've always wanted to watch and it's like on my long list of things that if i ever just have unlimited time (laughs) to binge watch i would totally watch it that and angel because people love those shows Uh, i'm guessing you like buffy yeah i grew up with buffy like i i watched it when it was still premiering oh wow is um do you think this is an episode that could get people into Buffy, or would you start somewhere else? I'd probably just start at the beginning. Like this one's going to assume that you you know these characters already. Uh, it's it's a great show. The plot lines are outstanding. Typically, like there's, I mean, with it, anything that ran for that long, it was on for seven years. So, like there there's surely some misses. Uh, she also does battle with Dracula at, at one point, I think, in season four. Um. But it's it's good. It's just a little dated. Like I watched it a few years ago, and the werewolf costumes are like so obviously just a dude in a, like a, a wolf suit. Huh. 
How I've always wondered this. How does this tie into the movie? Because I've seen the movie. They're only like casually related. I think the TV show takes place after the movie because the movie ends with her like burning a school, burning her school down. I think or the auditorium, and they really only make mention of it in the premiere of the like in the pilot. They it's her first day at the new school and the the. Uh, principal says something like, oh, you know, I've heard you have a history, but here we, like, we give you a clean slate. We don't care if you, and he starts reading her record after he ripped it up and starts, like, taping it back together. <laughs> but after that, it, it they, they're not really related at all. I don't think anybody other than her from the movie actually appears in the TV show, and it's a different actress. Did, did you watch the movie? A very, very long time ago. The movie has one of the, I, I feel like it was meant to be funny, and you know, I, I did find it funny, but a death scene of one of the vampires where she stakes him, and he literally takes like five minutes to die, and you're sitting there thinking like, oh, he's like playing with her, he's not actually dead, but then he really does die, <laughs> and it's just like, I can't believe they devoted this much time to this guy's death scene. <laughs> I was in a musical years ago, and uh, one, like there's an an actor in the show who's paid to do like a death scene and he really milks it for all it's worth. <laughs> uh, where can you watch this at? Uh, the entire series, all seven seasons are on Hulu. I think the four or five seasons of Angel are as well, which I have never seen, so I cannot vouch for those ones. Number 11 on our list is, I'm going to go to another 90s cartoon, Hey Arnold, Arnold's Halloween. Did you watch Hey Arnold? Oh, yes. Up? Uh, I think this is one of its better episodes. So it's basically Arnold and Gerald play a prank on what they just want to be his apartment building where they get his class to dress up as aliens to go group trick-or-treating and they're doing a World of the War, War of the Worlds like retelling through the radio and they freak out his building. But un- unfortunately to them, they don't realize that their broadcast goes citywide, so everyone actually thinks the city's under attack from aliens, and then in the distance they end up having one of their friends light up the water tower so it looks like a spaceship. And so everyone actually starts rallying, trying to kill the aliens, which are a bunch of, like, fourth graders. (laughs) Uh, And it has one of the darker ending scenes where Big Bob, Helga's dad, is actually strangling her and almost kills his own daughter until the face mask is, like, uh, washed off. Like, that, it got it got a little yeah, dark. Yeah, man, that's intense. <laughs> uh, but it, it is a good episode. Um, they definitely pull it off, and then it's them trying to rectify it because I, I think it was Arnold was mad because his granddad always uh, played pranks on him, so he wanted to get a prank back, and then it just really got out of hand, and Arnold almost got his entire class killed. I feel like that just gets glossed over. That <laughs> he could have gotten his classmates killed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's an iconic show, like the the whole thing. I At least for uh, like my, my group of friends or like my school maybe in particular, but like everybody that I, I met, in in high school always knew they could basically do any hey arnold episode cover to cover oh yeah hey Hey arnold even still holds up like i went home and my parents have much larger cable package (laughs) than i have and they have like old nicktoon shows playing at night and they just would have hey arnold on repeat and i watched a couple episodes and it it still totally holds up it's a really good cartoon that was 
Season 2, Episode 7, and you can find it on Daily Motion. Alright, for my final pick, I'm going with what is obviously my favorite Halloween episode of anything ever, which is Brooklyn Nine-Nine's fifth Halloween heist episode, which is called, I, I mean, I guess Halloween. The, the V is... The, the W is just replaced with a V for five. And it is so, so good. It is probably the best cold open of the entire show. What cold open is this one? This is where Jake and Amy are waking up in the morning on Halloween, excited for the heist. And they're trying to, like, one-up each other. Like, oh, you're already awake? Well, I'm already dressed. Well, I've already had breakfast. And Jake whips the covers back, and there's a, a plate that's empty. And he's like, wait, where did my eggs go? And the light in the corner tur- turns on, and Captain Holt is in the corner, and he's like, they're in my belly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I gotta say, the Halloween episodes on Brooklyn Nine-Nine are some of my favorites. And uh, I'll talk a little bit in our honorable, honorable mention, but they are actually what got me into the show. Uh, so what 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 do you really like about this episode? I mean, honestly, the cold open, like, the the entire episode could have been the cold open, and it would have maybe been my favorite Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode of all time. Um, all, all of the Halloween episodes are great, like you said. Like, I could have really picked any of the five. This, I think, is my favorite, and, and spoilers for later seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, we'll, we'll say that up front, so skip ahead a little bit. Um, this is probably my favorite, honestly, because it ends with uh, Jake's proposal to Amy, which is just a great scene. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, well, number one, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has some of the best cold opens in television. Some of them are just fantastic. Uh, and then for people who don't know, the Halloween heist episodes started with season one where Jake bet Captain Holt that he would be able to steal something from his office. And then each season just ramps up more and more and more to become so ridiculous because all the characters get into it because they want to be the Halloween heist <laughs> champions and they're all so good. Yeah. Like I said, like we, we really could have picked any of the five and I, there may be six now cause I haven't seen season six yet, but any of the five, at least that I've seen and they're just, they're all so much fun. Uh, where can you watch that? at? These are all on Hulu for the moment. And the 13th and final episode we will be recommending, and this is my personal favorite one of all of them, is Bob's Burgers, The Hauntening. Uh, I love Bob's Burgers, and they don't do a Halloween episode every year. I think they kind of alternate, so it seems like they do them every other year, something like that. And this may be one of my favorite Bob's Burgers episodes. It's definitely top five for me. And the premise is their youngest daughter, Louise, can't really get scared so they set up a haunted house to try and scare her. However, when they initially go to the haunted house, it's super lame. And they end up trying to leave. And then a bunch of weird things start happening, like cult-like neighbors, monsters in the house. And the entire time, you're kind of thinking, like, whoa, what's actually going on here? Because Bob's Burgers is not a supernatural show. And the ending is great because I think it does a pretty good job of keeping you guessing the entire time as to what's actually going on. And the the great thing about Bob's Burgers is there is not a scene that is just not funny. Like every time there's somewhat of a normal line, there's always a quip from another character that just makes the scene hilarious, either from Gene or from Tina or... Uh, bob or linda like it's a show that just keeps on going and even though this is like a halloween episode there are just so many 
great lines that come out of it and it's just like it's nonstop. it's such a good show if you guys have not watched it it's possibly my favorite cartoon on television right now it's the only series i continuously like watch over and over again like some people do the office i watch just bob's burgers on repeat i i really like the show yeah i i know i have at least one friend that's like that uh, well one other friend <laughs> that's like that uh who, who just watches bob's burgers on a loop i i watched maybe four seasons so i didn't make it this late but i'm gonna have to jump ahead and see it because it's not like i'm gonna miss anything uh I, yeah, they're they're all self-contained episodes. I do so. love this show, though. I, you had mentioned about one of the other ones about characters playing off each other so well, and I think this is one of the best shows I've ever seen for for like the cast and characters just just riffing off each other constantly. Oh yeah, and there's so many random characters in it that are just in a couple episodes, but they're they have callbacks like seasons mm-hmm. later. Like it's it's really cool. Um, you can find this uh, season six, episode three. Watch it on Hulu. If you guys want an episode, though, I just want to give the shout out to try and get you into Bob's Burgers. There's an episode, and I think it's called Wagstaff News, where the oldest daughter, Tina, is essentially trying to investigate. There's a mad pooper on the loose just pooping in the <laughs> halls of the school, and it's that's probably my favorite episode. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I think the one that I used to recommend people to try and get into the show was the first episode of season two, which is called the Belchies, where they're investigating the old taffy factory. All right, guys. And if you, if you have already seen some of these episodes, we're going to give our honorable mentions. Uh, my first honorable mention is going to actually be Brooklyn nine, nine, the Halloween heist season one's Halloween heist. It's the first one. They get more intense every year, and I think it's interesting to see where it starts. It's actually the first episode I watched of Brooklyn Nine-Nine that made me like the show, and then I ended up watching the whole series. It's definitely not as intense as the later heist, but I still think it's very funny and very well done. And the second honorable mention, again, I'm going back to 90s Nickelodeon. The old show Salute Your Shorts, the episode was called Zeke the Plumber. When I was a kid, this episode always freaked me out. It was just some guy in a mask whose nose had been like bitten off or cut off. I can't remember. And he was a plumber. Rewatched it a couple years ago. Definitely not as freaky as I remember it, but still a good time, especially if you vaguely remember that show, because I don't hear it talked about too often. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think uh, the Halloween heist season one is maybe the best episode to watch to get into Brooklyn nine, nine. Like you said, it did it for you. And like, I just started at the beginning cause I'd heard a bunch of stuff about it, but I know if I'd watched the Halloween heist, like it would have hooked me immediately. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. My honorable, honorable mentions are, first of all, I feel like this list would not be complete without at least one thing from the TV show, supernatural, which I have a lot of mixed emotions about as, as a whole. But the first five seasons are outstanding, and especially the episode called Mystery Spot, which is one of my all-time favorites. It's like a morbid Groundhog's Day, where every day Sam wakes up and has to watch Dean die in some like gruesome way, and then as soon as he dies, he wakes up again that same morning, and they're trying to figure out a way out of the loop. And like it's equal parts really, gr- really graphic and also genuinely hysterical in parts i was gonna say i've i've heard so many good things about supernatural on the internet i've never been able to get into it do you think it's worth checking out because you said you have mixed emotions on i it? think you should watch seasons one through five and then stop cold 
It's in seasons like 15 or 16 now, I think. Something crazy. And after season 5, I think it takes really? a dive. Because they only had five seasons planned, and after that it was like a mad scramble. Um, my second honorable mention is basically another entire TV show, which is Are You Afraid of the Dark, the original. Oh, that's such a good yeah, show. Yeah, like, I, I was scrolling through it, and I could not find, like, one episode that really jumped out at me as, like, this is the one. But it as as a, a kid's show, it had such a genuinely, like, creepy atmosphere to it. I used to love watching that show. That show, and I think maybe Goosebumps to a lesser mm-hmm. extent, were, like, the few kid shows that never had, or very rarely had, a happy ending. Yeah, yeah so I know they they either did or they're in the process of making Are You Afraid of the Dark again. It's It's either out now or it's about to be. And so I I don't know what this new version is going to be like, but the originals, I don't know even if you would be able to find it anywhere, but if you can, oh man, it's so good. All right, guys, thanks for listening to our Halloween special. We just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up This past month or so, we've been watching some of Benicio Del Toro's movies, and we're actually going to be discussing them next week. Uh, We will put up on our Twitter which ones we are watching, if you would like to check out any of them beforehand. And then before we head out, Christian, will you be checking out anything else this week? Uh, Not much, to be honest. Uh, No movies come out that I'm really that interested in, so I might be trying to get caught up on a couple of things. The Goldfinch had come out about a week ago, and that looks interesting. I'm going to try and catch it before it leaves the theater on Wednesday because it has made almost no money at all. Uh, Otherwise, that's probably going to be about it. I'm just going to be busy with other stuff. (laughs) I I feel you. Um, I've... Well, I'm going to be watching a couple Benicio Del Toro movies this week, but I've been primarily spending a lot of my free time playing either World of Warcraft, Division 2, or Until Dawn or Life is Strange. Like, I've really spread myself thin out on these video (laughs) games, so I I haven't had much time for anything else. I actually went and saw Good Boys in theaters last week, which I don't know if you had a Mm -hmm. chance to see. Surprisingly funny, I it was not as funny as Super Bad, but it was it was still still pretty good. Uh, so I've been trying to go to movies on five dollar Tuesdays for me here, so I might go to another one nice. tomorrow. But other than that, just playing video games, slowly progressing <laughs> through them. All right, guys, thanks for listening to our episode. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at gambots.blog at gmail.com or on Twitter. We are at gambots network. If you have a suggestion for the Amazon review game, please let us know, and we will probably try to use it. Otherwise, if you like what you hear and you can rate wherever you're listening, please do so. We'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening, Thank you. guys.